dealing with different countries, different territories, you obviously have to deal with different cultures. No matter how interconnected and how close we are, we're still different. The Kuwaiti customers different than the Saudi, different than the Bahraini or Qatari and Emirati. So we definitely had to learn that and pivot and adjust continuously. Welcome back to the Fifth Wave Podcast. I'm Jeffrey Young, Editor-in-Chief of Fifth Wave. In today's episode, we're speaking with Tarek Al-Sheikh, co-founder of Pinnacle Group, the hospitality operating partner of Toby's State Coffee Roasters across the GCC, which is a union of seven countries in the Middle East, including Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and the UAE. Founded in a garage in Sydney, Australia by Toby Smith in the late 1990s, Toby's Estate is now global and has become a highly respected, pioneering specialty coffee brand across the world. In 2015, Pinnacle Group partnered with Toby's Estate to franchise the brand in the GCC and now have 20 outlets across Kuwait, Qatar, Saudi Arabia and the UAE. In this conversation, Tarek discusses the deep influence of Australian coffee culture in the Middle East, the added business benefits of fully digitized stores, as well as sharing the brand's plans for regional and international expansion. Welcome, Tarek. Thank you for having me. I want to give us a little bit of background about yourself and what inspired you and the founders of Pinnacle to invest in the coffee industry. So growing up in Kuwait, we are surrounded by the second wave legacy brands, the likes of Starbucks and Caribou. And when small homegrown specialty coffee kind of started springing up in Kuwait, we noticed a phenomenal, honestly. And that phenomenal is long queue or lines of people lined up to get coffee. And we figure out back then that there seems to be a gap. People are looking for something that they are not getting from those legacy coffee chains. And we sought to go after that gap and understand it better. And the idea of creating a coffee company was born back in 2015. And was it a, a family endeavor or did you bring in other investors at that time? Purely family. So it's myself and my sister and my best friend. What attracted you to invest in the Toby's estate brand itself? We always wanted to do something different. And I know the coffee market is dominated also with behemoths of companies like Eli and Lavaza. And we wanted to make sure that if we go after the coffee market and the coffee business, the coffee has to be great. So we identified three pillars that would make this venture a success. And coffee was at the pinnacle, uh, no pun intended, for that endeavor. And we looked and researched in different markets. And I remember even through, you know, when I'm back in university, people always say that Australia has the best coffees. We ventured to Melbourne and we tried a lot of coffee and we went to New York and Europe. And one particular coffee chain kind of resonated with us was Toby's Estate. And the other thing that we liked about Toby's Estate was, no, other than they have great coffee, is that Toby's Estate themselves are roasters. They're not into the retail part of the business. They don't run cafes other than probably their flagship in Chippendale and one in Singapore, if I'm not mistaken. And the ones in Australia and Philippines and everywhere around the world are run and operated by their partners, their operators. 
and we love that. About, it gave us flexibility, freedom uh, in everything we do, mainly the design of the cafes, the, the hiring process, the manual and training and so on and so forth. And we love that flexibility that Toby's Estate gave us. And we thought it's a perfect fit for us. And the brand itself, of course, coming from Australia, was there something specifically about the kind of the feel of the brand? We love uh, Australian brands here in the region because they push the envelope, if I, if I may, in their concepts. Whether it's a, a food establishment, a restaurant, or a, a cafe, they always push the envelope when it comes to design and to the product offering and the quality. And it, like I said, a lot of them have already penetrated the market here, starting with Dubai. We're all familiar with those brands and we wanted that quality in Kuwait as well, because Kuwait was the first market we started from. And that's why we decided to go with an Australian brand. What is it about the Australian culture that resonates with the you know, consumers in your country? Emphasis on quality, attention to detail, and their warm hospitality, to be honest. They're very, uh, if I may say, unapologetic and bold when it comes to their brand and concept. And we love that. People here in the region always strive to be different, different even from their peers. And when you walk down the streets with a cup of uh, Toby State coffee, that definitely says something about you and your lifestyle and who you are. And they like that. And we also complemented that with very bold and uh, beautiful designs. And we wanted to build a lifestyle around Toby State brand and Toby State coffee. And so what's the scale of the business today? So today we operate a span of multiple locations across the region, like Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and the UAE. We have a little over 20 branches between coffee shops, flagships, stores, and catering and coffee trucks. We also have an ocean of talent that comes from over 15 countries, speak over 20 languages, and they all united into one cause, which is pleasing customers and the love of coffee. And we love that about them. It's actually the number one thing we look at when we hire baristas and in our coffee, coffee shop is that their passion to for coffee and competing in coffee and barista ch championships. And we foster that in the company. Like I said, we also have the catering operation, kiosk, coffee trucks, and the, the online presence, uh, whether it's through aggregators or the newly launched Toby State app and a very growing B2B portfolio as well. Next year, we're going to add to our roster a 2,000 square meter state-of-the-art coffee roster facility that's going to be built in Saudi Arabia. And it's going to be serving, obviously, the GCC region, Africa, and Europe. And we have big plans for that roastery. Excellent. That must be an exciting project. We want it to be a very state-of-the-art facility. We want it to be very versatile, uh, able to not only roast the existing portfolio of Toby's Estate coffee, but also maybe create blends for the region. And uh, yeah, it's definitely something new to the market and we're excited for it. So you said very high volume stores. What, what kind of numbers are we talking about in terms of like maybe cups of coffee or customers through the door? We get uh, tens of thousands of people on a daily basis. I, fortunately, I can't share uh, specifics, but uh, it's very evident in how fast we grew specifically during the pandemic. We took the pandemic uh, challenge and instead of regressing we actually progressed and opened up two flagship stores in two very heavy traffic areas in kuwait which is the avenues mall the second largest mall in the world and a flagship store in an area called jabria spent a lot of money during the pandemic to open those we took a risk and it's kind of paid off in a sense where you see all these people kind of flocking into that 
cafes on a daily basis. And we grew and we multiplied since the pandemic in two years' time. And another flagship store coming very soon, I hear. We are getting ready to open our flagship store in Dubai. Yeah, any day now, any day. It's in Jumeirah and a beautiful location designed by Theral Studio out of South Africa. And we're very psyched for it and looking forward to it. Well, it sounds exciting. Um, can you wet my appetite? Like, what's the sort of scale of um, this flagship in Dubai in terms of, say, size of store? So it's a standalone building, 500 square meter with a central kitchen, outdoor, indoor seating. Like I said, in a very busy intersection, it's definitely something that they haven't seen in that part of, of Dubai and, and a marvel, if I might add, to the, to the area. How do you handle such high volumes in the stores that you're operating? Are there any special processes or automation required? Definitely, Jeffrey. So automation, digital processes play a crucial role in ensuring consistency and efficiency. This year, we opened our first digitized branch, for example. It's contactless. The customer will walk in, order, receive the coffee without any contact. And a lot of people say, well, you know, pandemic is over. Yes, thankfully, that was a response to the pandemic. But This particular concept has been an instant success overnight and people really love the concept. They really love the fact that they can order ahead through the app and they just walk in, grab their coffee and leave uh, literally a minute or two in the branch and they're out of there. Especially in high business traffic area in downtown Kuwait, for example, people do appreciate the speed and the efficiency. We did that while maintaining the spirit and the soul of the coffee speciality without any compromise and the coffee itself. And you've recently launched a mobile app. Tell us about that. The mobile app came as a result of us wanting to give back to the customers. It was never meant to generate any uh, additional profits or anything like that, but we have, to this day, loyal customers that walked into that very first Torby State that opened this 30 square meter, tiny, hole-in-the-wall kind of location back in 2016. And to this day, they're still uh, at Toby's estate. They religiously come with her for their morning coffee or afternoon or protein shake. And we wanted to reward those people. We wanted to give back. And the app does more than just rewards, whether it's the wallet or the community that we're building around the app. We want to do educational initiative within the app. Uh, We want to do fundraising and donations. We want to build a coffee community that is truly representative of what specialty coffee is and why it was created to begin with. So just launched in Kuwait, like I said, we're getting ready in the next couple of days to launch in the UAE and Saudi Arabia and Qatar. And we're very excited about it. And I think the customers will definitely see the value in it in the next few days. As an entrepreneur, what have you learned about operating coffee shops or or about business in general from several years that you've been operating the brand? You have to have patience, honestly. Dealing with different countries, different territories, you obviously have to deal with different cultures. No matter how interconnected and how close we are, we're still different. The Kuwaiti customer is different than the Saudi, different than the Bahraini or Qatari and Emirati. So we definitely had to learn that and pivot and adjust continuously. Dealing with governmental entities as well, that has been always a tricky one, but uh, patience, definitely patience. And uh, with all the headache and with all the challenges that we are facing on a daily basis, opening cafes, uh, for me personally, has been very rewarding. And to see the brand expand in the region makes it all well worth. 
What are the challenges that you've faced as a CEO of a company that you wish you would have understood before you um, took on this role? I was a banker back in the day before Pinnacle. And I think one thing that is in common was spotting talent. And no matter how much you think that you got it and you have mastered it, uh, it's completely a different ballgame when it's in a retail or FMB setting. And especially when you deal with the massive amount of people that walk through those doors of Toby's estate on a daily basis, the caliber of people that you have to hire is completely different. And we've learned that the hard way, and, but we learned it very quick and uh, we make sure that the people who are in Toby's estate every day serving people are a true representation of the lifestyle and the brand because that's what the customer sees. And to them, those baristas are the brand. So that definitely was a learning uh, curve for me personally. How many stores do you, do you predict that you might operate in the region and other markets, say in the next five years? Yeah, what? With the next uh, five years, we want to double in size and we want the, the markets like Saudi Arabia and United Arab Emirates to surpass Kuwait, Kuwait having about 15 locations at the moment. And our strategy is to double in size uh, within five years, if not sooner than that. What other big plans do you have for the business internationally? So this has been one of the boldest moves for us yet, is that we're kind of stepping outside of our comfort zone in the GCC and the Middle East, and we're actually going to the United States with our first location being New York City. And we're very excited about that. The team in New York is currently looking for potential sites, and we're very close and looking to open in 2024. Well, as you know, there are not many cities in the world that love coffee as much as New York City and You'll definitely be, you know, welcome with open arms. We're very excited and specifically the love of coffee and our love for beautiful premises and locations and great coffee. So we're very psyched about it. And uh, I can't wait for New York to step into our locations. Tariq, thanks for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thanks for having you, Jeffrey. Thank you. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really enjoyed this show, please recommend us to a friend or colleague. And if you want to stay informed, visit worldcoffeeportal.com to get access to all the latest global coffee news, including the weekly Coffee Dose, our newsletter collecting all the big coffee news stories of the week. This episode was recorded in PT Knitwear in New York City and produced in the one and only Serendipity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, Hannah Heath, and sound engineering by Chris Brister. And this week's song in collaboration with The Coffee Music Project is from New York-based artist Dudley Music, entitled The Art of Music. And until next time, stay safe, stay passionate, and stay caffeinated. And while I'm waiting, I'll be drawing in the racing, making sure I'm pouring out my heart in these creations. And they all hating, cause my bars are like paintings. If you're trying to mess my art, then you better start tracing. But if you try to bet, you couldn't even do it, cause you gotta be fluent with the arts of music. This is the art of music, and it's all I know. And every time I do it, it brightens up my soul. I'm flawless.
knowledge just like causes Same pot as Bosky, all my verses should be auctioned Spitting knowledge like common, I promise to keep it conscious Cause it's obvious, the opposite is toxic and obnoxious I got this, I'm making progress all over my city Who knows, maybe one day I'll do a show in the Whitney My presidential porch is gorgeous like a Hindus I can spit some more on this metaphor for like 10 days You don't believe me? Just ask Diego He got the island on fire like a volcano Straight fuego, the greatest paintings in the land And I'll be damned if you can find another man to make those We made it to the gala from the streets We ain't get this far by doing the least I'll be doing this thing until I'm deceased From the west to the east, I'm the best, I'm a beast, peace This is the art of music Sick, sick, sick.